Um, is it possible I can get a water? It's That one, that one. No, that one's been open. <laughs> she told me to bless this water and drink it. <laughs> bless this water, Lord, but I'm going to give it to Sister Gloria. <laughs> watch now, now, watch me get sick on this one that hasn't been open. <laughs> on yesterday... Well, let me just say, this last week a young man raised his hand in regards regards to the appeal for salvation, and I actually called yesterday. And when I called, told this person, get the Bible, and as I went through the scriptures, about five or six scriptures in Romans, I actually had this person read them, then we talked about and explained what they meant. I want Theo to stand up. Theo accepted the Lord yesterday on the phone. (laughs) Amen. Amen. He read the scriptures, went through it, and gave his heart to the Lord yesterday. In the afternoon, I was about to start my study, and the Lord said, call Theo. I said, oh, mother answered the phone, put him on the phone, and we went through the scriptures. That's what God is doing. God is in the business of saving souls. God is doing the work. We we want to thank God for what he is doing. Lives are being saved. Souls are being changed. Amen. 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 So this young man is now in the kingdom of of God. Amen. I want you to stand. I have a, I'm going to read this in, um, a passage from Acts. I'm going to pray, and I'll have you sit down. But, but I'm going to read this entire passage. I'll give you the scripture, the verses, once I pray. Today, Lord, we want to thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you for salvation. Thank you, Lord, for Theo accepting the Lord on yesterday. We want to thank you for Kim coming to the Lord, Lord, a couple months ago. Want to thank you for Damien. Want to thank you for the commitments. Kenny Ray accepting the Lord. We thank you right now for bringing bodies and souls to the kingdom of God. And we pray today that as they learn and God began to, Lord, grow in the Lord, there will be a hunger for the Word of God. We thank you for all that you're doing. Now, anoint today, bless us and keep us. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have a seat. Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 5. I'm going to read the uh, beginning of verse 12 through the end of the chapter, the 12 through 42. Acts chapter 5, verses 12 through 42. Be reading from the NIV. I'm going to be going through this passage, and I pray I'm able to get through the sermon. If not, I'll pick up and finish next week. Begins. It says, The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats, so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, 
bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priest were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts, teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. He said, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to stone them, stone them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thaddeus appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed. All, his, all of his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in this present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is, human, is of human origins, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop the, these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. As a topic for this message, I have given an anointing that cannot be stopped. 
An anointing that cannot be stopped. I'm going to give you all my other points right now and come back and address them. All three points, they all start, the emphasis is on the letter M. But the first is, the first point is the miraculous performed by the apostles. If you're writing them down, the miraculous performed by the apostles. Point number two will be the malevolence of the Sanhedrin. And that word is spelled M-A-L. E-V-O-L-E-N-C-E. M-A-L-E-V-O-L-E-N-C-E. The malevolence of the Sanhedrin, that basically means the evil. Malevolence means evil. And the third point, the magnification of Christ. Topic again, an anointing that cannot be stopped. You are making an impression on people and Satan is reacting in one of two ways. Glad I got your attention. He is either really mad at you, or you are a guest at his house with an open invitation from him. Satan is reacting in one of two ways based on the impression you are making for the kingdom or not. Either he is either really mad at you, or you are a guest at his house with an open invitation. Trying to live a neutral life for the kingdom is just not possible. The apostles have made the enemy mad, and he will stop at nothing to try to silence them. If you are claiming to be a Christian and a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, does your presence scare Satan? Or does he roll off the welcome mat for you and say, come on in? Point number one, the miraculous performed by the apostles. That would be found in chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. Now, not much time has passed since Peter and John were warned to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. And the apostles told their accusers, that they could not help but preach about what they had seen and what they had heard. And we saw that just a couple, about a chapter or so ago. Once again, the apostles are in trouble with the Sanhedrin, the religious leaders. Who is the Sanhedrin? How many did it compose? Seventy-one. When the problem of lying by Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira had been removed, there was a great move of the Holy Spirit. He worked through the apostles in such powerful ways that the preaching and healing could not just be contained in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the central place that you note in Acts 1.8 where it says, and you will first be my witnesses. Where? In. Where? Everybody? Jerusalem. But it wasn't going to just remain there. When God is involved in an endeavor, it will often get the attention of those in other areas. The miraculous here that we see was so unusual that God even allowed those on whom Peter's shadow fell to be healed. I get so tired and weary of many of the fake so-called preachers who are going to have a healing service that one cannot even verify, verify that the healing even took place. You can't just 
Say, God, I'm going to have a healing service tonight. Come on down. The Holy Spirit moves as He decides. Somebody telling you to call and then send them some money so they can send you a handkerchief. And some people sending people money. Don't send them a vial of water or a handkerchief or something. My, daddy, my dad said, somebody's shirt tail. Ain't an anointing on that. And some of them say, oh, I got this shirt tail from such and such a person's ministry. They went and bought it probably from Kmart. But when God moves, when He does the work, it cannot be stopped. It cannot be something that you just mimic or try to bring about by your own action. God was so much, He was moving in such a powerful way after the, the, the slaying of Ananias and Sapphira and, and after the, the cleansing of the church. God then began to move. If you look at that right before, and the next verse in 12 says, look at what it says in verse 12. And the, the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. My God, my God. What God was doing to establish and to build His church, it was built on the miracles and the Word of God. The miracles confirmed what God was doing. The miracles themselves allowed the people to be able to hear the Word of God. It was not just the miracles, but it sure got the people's attention. It was something that the religious leaders and others couldn't do, and it could not be denied. Word got out. That there's something happening over there in Jerusalem. There was no secret to the miraculous move of the Spirit of God. The evidence was in the open for everybody to see. Other towns outside of Jerusalem are being affected and they are coming and bringing their sick. When God is moving, other people will want to be around what's happening. There are times when God will move and other people won't be around and they'll miss the blessing that God has for them. I'm convinced of that. There are times when i got to go somewhere on a Sunday. I don't miss church on most Sundays. But I used to hate going sometimes or hearing the word. I said, what happened to you? Oh, you missed it today. Oh, man. This. I was thinking, oh, man. Anybody videotape it? (laughs) No. And it never seemed to fail that there was something that happened. Not always good. Most times good, but sometimes something not so good. But, but when I would be away, something would happen. Or pastor goes somewhere. My dad used to go. He would go. And when he was here, something would happen. I said, man, he called. How did you? Oh, man, we had a, a wonderful time in the Lord. Man, I tell you, three people came to the Lord. What you say, he said. <laughs> yeah. Everybody that is sick, possessed, afflicted, etc., is being healed. No case is too hard for Jesus as the Holy Spirit is working through the apostles. The miracles were showing that God's anointing was on the apostles. His miracles, the miracles that are being performed, is showing that God's approval is on His apostles. Many preachers claiming that they got power and send me this, send me that. Don't send your money to them. Don't send it. You can't find anywhere in these scriptures where payment was made for your healing. 
and these people's healings. God's God. We're just reading Sunday school today. Simon, in the book of Acts, when he saw how God was moving and, whoa, look what the Lord is doing. He, they said he came to the Lord. And he saw how the laying on of hands by the apostles was allowing the Holy Spirit to come. He said, man, let me give you something this morning so I can get what you got. And Peter said, man, may your money perish with you. Because your heart is not lying. He said, man, pray that nothing that you say takes place. You cannot buy. You cannot purchase the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't purchase healing. It is a gift of God. And anybody trying to tell you, send them money so you can get your healing. You ain't in the Word. Ain't nothing wrong with sending money to get people's books. But you ain't purchasing somebody's healing. You go to God. Go to your own secret place. And see what God is saying. It was the power of God moving through his disciples. And he was doing the healing. It wasn't the apostles acting on their own. It was the Holy Spirit working through them. I got ten minutes and I'm going to be done. I know what time it is. <laughs> Point number two, the malevolence of the Sanhedrin. I, I need to spend more time in one, but i got to move on to number two. The malevolence of the Sanhedrin. And that takes us from verses 17 through 40. Within that time frame, within these verses, you also still see the miraculous taking place. There is no neutral demon. Anybody disagree? I take your silence as your confirmation that you are in agreement. There is no neutral demons. Every demon is against the Lord, and every angel of God is against the work of Satan. So for a Christian to try to hang out in neutral territory is not possible. It was because of jealousy that the religious leaders hated the apostles and first of all, hated Jesus. When Jesus called his disciples to him, out of the vast number of disciples, the Lord then chose 12 out of that number, and then he gave them another designation called apostles. The word apostle means sent. That's what that word means. When Jesus commissioned them, from the book of from Matthew at the on the on the mountain when he told them to go into the world and to preach and to teach, baptize, and when he gave them the great commission, and then in Acts one eight, when he told them there would be his witnesses, it was the Lord who was telling the, the apostles, I'm sending you to go and do the very thing that I trained you to do. Now go carry it out. And the working of the Lord gave power to the apostles, but he told them, you go and wait in the upper room, you wait in Jerusalem, you tarry until you receive power. But man, when the Holy Spirit came, these men, they are on fire for the Lord. And what they are doing is backed up by the miracles. The preaching is anointed. The miraculous is anointed. 
Their lives are anointed. Some people want to try to have the effects without the anointing. They, they want the glamour and the glitter without the anointing. They want to be effective without the anointing. You can't do it. They were big shots down, downtown, the Sanhedrin. Everything that they said went. To see people coming from Jerusalem and coming from surrounding towns and villages, to see the excitement, to see the miracles taking place, the apostles experienced the malevolence of the Sanhedrin. They experienced the evilness of the Sanhedrin. Everybody is not excited about what you are excited about. Go to a party and start telling the people to praise the Lord and say hallelujah. They ain't going to be excited about that. Go stand in the middle of town and tell people to just honor the Lord. They are, they're not interested in that. There is a time for all things and a way to conduct, but what you are excited about, everybody else ain't excited. In fact, everybody even excited about the same for you, excited about in the church. God is doing the work. And what He does and what He's doing is a thing that ought to be done and what we should be paying attention to. Now, the first time that Peter and John are in prison, they stay there overnight until the next morning. There is no deliverance then, no miraculous. But with all that God is doing, He just messes up the plan of this evil group in our current study. He just messes with them. Sends his angel while they are standing guard. Sends his angel to the jail. Now the first time it was Peter and John that were in the prison. This time it's Peter says, and the apostles. And the angel of the Lord goes down in the night time. Opens the door and gives them instruction and says, Go back to the temple and tell the people about this new life. The guards are still standing there. Even through the evilness of the Sanhedrin, through jealousy or because of jealousy, even with all of the angels of the Lord. Tell them, go. Miracles are still taking place. Do you not know that God knows how to work in the midst of evil? God is not limited. Satan is limited. God has no equal. God has no, no person or nobody that he has to report to. Satan has to report to God. And yet we treat Satan as if he's God. Oh, the devil just got me all down today. I just can't seem to get on top of anything. My life is in ruins. God is not helping me. And Satan goes, that's right. I got your back. 
If Satan got your back, you are in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. You are in trouble. I told you. He'll take you out in the middle of nowhere and will cause the car to lose all the power. And there you are, hearing all kinds of things and seeing stuff out there that ain't there, but you think is there. And then eternal, you see. You're out here by yourself now. Now you're in trouble. <laughs> I got to go. I ain't, I ain't staying with you. <laughs> but my Bible says my God will never leave me nor forsake me. Satan will leave you in a minute. Stranded. But God, right in the midst of the battle, say, I got you. And when the disciples go, when the disciples are in the jail, God says, Angel, whoever the angel was, go give them the message. And the Lord told the angel, tell them, go preach this word. I can't get through the rest of this. I'm going to pick it up next week. Amen. But when, that, when the angel told them to go, do you not know they obeyed? I told you this before as we come to a close today. I told you this. Our healing is in our obedience to God. Our healing is in our obedience. Your healing is not always physical. Some of us need spiritual healing. Some of us think that when things are going wrong, that God has turned his back on us or we've done something wrong. How do you not know that God is just simply testing you to build you up? We take difficulties as signs that we've done something wrong. Now, in some cases, it's true. We need to evaluate. But in some cases, it's not. If you've been doing what God says to do when trouble comes, it's now, Lord, I've done this. I've been following you. I've been... Maybe this is just a test from the Lord. And what happens at times is when we are in the battle, it says it can get worse, and then it does. God said, will you still trust me? Now, when we pick up here next week, we're going to see, again, some things that you think would not be the case, but it is. And we can draw the wrong conclusion sometimes if we're not careful. Bow your head. We only got to point number two, not even all the point number two, but we're stopping right there. God wants to have us operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. He, 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 he anoints us for a job. Everybody that has, that has come to the Lord, everyone that's a born-again Christian has a gift. That means you've got a job to do. The disciples refused to be idle in their gift. They operated in their gift. Your healing is tied to your obedience. The apostles, when the Lord told them what he wanted them to do, they were on fire in the book of Acts. Acts is all about the fire and move of God, the building of the church. It is incredible what God is doing. I'm seeing some things that's never happened before. Today, God, we are praying that as we come to you in prayer.
that we will have a, a freshness, a newness in our outlook on the Word of God. That we will read the Word of God with anticipation and looking and saying that this is the same God in the book of Acts that I'm serving today. That we won't put limits and barriers on Christ. We won't put limits on what God is able to do. And even though, God, you may decide not to do certain things today, don't mean you can't. But help us to trust you because the Bible says that God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Today, Lord, in this place, whatever people are going through, we are praying that it is because they are following Christ and doing what God has said to do. May we understand that the enemy has an agenda, and we don't want to be welcome visitors with Satan. We want him to hate us just like we are to hate him. We want to partner with the Lord Jesus Christ, because God, you have all power. And we thank you today, right now. Bless us. Help us today. Strengthen us. Lead us. And guide us into all truth. And then help us to carry out and to do exactly what you've told us to do. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Have a great day. Amen. Amen.